Welcome to Dear Alice, a lifestyle approach to interior design. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Dear Alice. Today, we are going to be talking about kids' spaces. So happy. I have some resident experts with me, Sue Hall and Corey Place. They both have little kids, and they both have some really good um, tips and tricks. We also have a bunch of um, questions from listeners. So we wanted to um, give you guys some of our answers on some of these questions. So today's episode is called Creating a Playful Children's Space. Yeah. Yep. And our first question, um, and some of these questions, we are going to refer back to a podcast that we did called Designing the Perfect Kids Rooms. So today, again, we're going to kind of focus it on play spaces and how to organize playrooms and make those fun spaces. But go back and as kind of prequel, listen to Designing the Perfect Kids Room podcast from Dear Alice. And I think that that will give you like a really nice warm up for this space that you're organizing and trying to develop these spaces for your children, make them meaningful, but make them functional because they get messy. Oh, they're the best and the worst. <laughs> like, we love them, but man, are they tears. Oh, my, my youngest right now, he, I called, I was out of town for work yesterday and I called Tom, I'm like, what are you doing? He's just like, just following Manolo around. He's, he's the bad guy and I'm the good guy. And he, ruins things and I clean it up because <laughs> like, so he's, he's beyond reason. Like right now he's 16 months old. So he, you can't reason with the man, but like, man, uh, they weren't so cute. Jeez, <laughs> That's why they're so cute. When that, when they're that age. Why. <laughs> no one would like them. We throw them to the curb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Can't reason with uh, those little terrorists. <laughs> they're the worst. <laughs> like be a better baby. <laughs> I love it. That's great. Uh, our first question um, is my kids share a bedroom. How do I set up a good floor plan to help my kids keep it clean and organized? Um, I think this is just a constant question on how do I keep things clean and organized? And I will say definitely go listen to that first, first podcast because we mm-hmm. we talk about this and um, but ways I think to if you have they share the bedroom. Obviously, there's ways to consolidate consolidate their beds so we can do bunk beds which like uses vertical space opening up things and making it feel cleaner mm-hmm. you use you know dressers you get built-ins you know that type of things to again try and raise things vertical and get the mess off the floor while still giving them space to play mm-hmm. i don't know what oh else do you guys got well i think kids need a place to put all their stuff because for a totally. reason they accumulate stuff they put things in their pockets pack they rats. pick them up on the way <laughs> they're pack rats they're <laughs> tiny hoarders tiny <laughs> you know. isn't it so funny how young that's ingrained like they're yeah. just like i need to keep this rock so i'll never find one just like it's <laughs> so, so I'm gonna keep them all. everything's so special yeah. and so i think so special to or me like if you think about yeah. um i know my kids went through a lego phase mm-hmm. well once they build the big star wars ship they're never going to break it apart they think it they made like this amazing trophy so you need shelving they super glue it yeah they do want that <laughs> what is that the crack and you don't want anybody to touch it or they yeah. get highly emotional so i think if you can put those lego creations on a shelf in their room then a you don't have to decorate with them in your house you can decorate with Here's it in their bedroom 
So every kid needs their own bookshelf so they can put all of their nonsense. My kids were big rock collectors. So we had bowls, like special bowls filled with all the different types of rocks. What a beautiful, <laughs> what a beautiful thing. Yeah, they loved it. Yeah. And they also, another daughter collected coins. So again, like bowls and containers to help contain like objects is great for their shelf. Here's a question. Did you gear them towards those collections? I don't know, just so you, have, you have power as a, as a parent, guys. They, you know, I feel like you can Adam, be like, this is so beautiful, you should Adam, go get more. Was it, yes. <laughs> my husband Adam was a collector, and yeah. he was a big baseball card oh, collector that. before that whole thing went defunct. And oh. his mom actually just barely sent him all of his baseball cards oh. from a little kid growing up in Chicago, and he sells packets that have never been opened. And he was a huge Cubs fan. But oh, I, I think love because that. he was a collector, he you know, he had some coins and he gave the girls some silver coins and then they wanted, you know, to also mm. click things. And in the beginning, they love pennies and things that aren't of much value, but then you can go into old coin stores and, you know, let them pick things and hear that. the stories of them. So, um, that's really fun too. But I do think if they have a shelf, they have a place to put their stuff. Mm. If it's contained in a thing, then when they do find another penny or another rock or whatever, they just toss it in where all the other coins go mm. or, Maybe they have a system with sleeves and they put the coins in that way. Mm -hmm. But I think that's great. They also come home with a lot of art stuff they make that so they're quite proud stuff. of. Yeah. Yeah. So they could even put that, they could tape it on the back of their shelf or on the side mm -hmm. of their shelf or get them. A lot of times we'll put like a big pin board or something up in a, in a bedroom and it might be on a wall that's behind you, uh -huh. you know, so that they can stare at it when they're in bed, but you don't necessarily have to stare at it. Yeah. Um, not that it's not beautiful. It's beautiful, but it's going to be messy and that's okay. Mm -hmm. That's their expression. So, um, yeah, I think big pin boards are great for just like those rotating things and have them pick their favorite. Mm -hmm. If they have a whole stack, you can kind of rotate that out and say, put your favorite up on your board. Or, you know, like my mom, again, I come from Provo Grandma. And like, if it was important, it got to go on the fridge, but you couldn't have everything on the fridge, but you could have one thing. Yeah. <laughs> what was that one thing that you put on the fridge? You know, it was a gift to her. But anyway, yeah. So what's important goes up. Question yeah. for you guys. That's yeah. kind of like falls. I don't know where, you know, these people's like life, whoever's asking this question, where they're coming from. But if it was up to you guys, let's say, and you had like two kids and you had a spare bedroom and a, um, a, like a guest bedroom uh -huh. and then a bedroom for kids, would you put both in the one and then still have the guest bedroom? Or would you kind of have each have their own room and then maybe figure something else out? Like, I know like Mitchell Gold did a sleeper sofa for a while that maybe mm -hmm. could be a, Yes. So fun. yeah, yeah. We um we I grew up in a four bedroom home and there were six children. The girls shared a bedroom. All four boys shared one Crazy. bedroom. <laughs> we had one guest bedroom and then my parents had the other room. Okay. So we always had a room yeah. clean for guests and we had a lot of guests back in the days. Like people didn't get hotel rooms. They had like their aunt's friend that would come stay with you. Or we had a couple cousins that lived with us Coming for through town. a full year. <laughs> or you know what I mean? Like Crazy. you just always had guests. So. Literally, yeah. like in the small bedroom, my mom had a queen size bed for the four boys. Two boys shared a queen bed and then she had a twin trundle. So one boy slept on the floor on the mattress that rolled out another boy in the twin. And let me tell you what that boy, what that room smelled like. Oh, I, yeah. It was a lot of little boys. What yeah. ages, I guess. I mean, up until they left home for college. Really? Yeah, totally. Crazy. Yeah. And then when they came yeah. home, then they could stay in the guest bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> Those are like us too. Like but you me. don't usually come home from college. You're mm -hmm. usually like out of the house, but they grew up learning how to share and mm -hmm. 
You know what I mean? They didn't really have a lot of space. So, but they can get, any of them can get along with anyone. Don't you think? Yeah. I think that there is something to that. And definitely. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if you had to share a twin, I mean, a queen brother with your, or queen bed with your brother, you would definitely for sure not even think sharing a yeah. bed. I, they probably felt spoiled when they went to college yeah. and they only had to oh, like my share own twin bed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My own twin bed. Uh, no, same Nobody with ours. Like all the girls were in one, all the boys were in the other. I had three uh-huh. and then me and my sister, but, and we were like, she's eight years older than me, mm-hmm. you know, but we still were on bunk beds and yeah, just like our, our parents were cowboys, man. Yeah. They were hustlers. Yeah. They That's were. what they were. So <laughs> you would, you would still like to have guest bedroom and bunk kids up? For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I would. I mean, I think it, it grows character and whatnot. Today, Suzanne and I design a lot of homes and we haven't done that ever. <laughs> we never put everybody's children in one room. Mm-hmm. Um, They've had the, they have the luxury of having the square footage to allow each child to yeah. express themselves in their own space. But yeah. we've had two girls sharing. Before I wouldn't shy away. Sharing, I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. And I think, I think it is, there's character building there. And so if you have that and you want us to do a house for you, mm-hmm. we're down, but Did you know that 35% of adults report experiencing poor sleep quality? Let me put you onto something that is going to transform your sleep. Cozy Earth Bedding is temperature regulating people. This is huge. If you and your spouse do not sleep at the same temperature, which most people don't, I'm freezing, my husband's hot. This is a massive benefit and breakthrough for us when we started sleeping on Cozy Earth. You can both sleep on the same mattress with the same sheets and be completely comfortable. They also have a 100-night sleep trial guarantee and a 10-year warranty, which I don't know of anybody that does this. They're that confident in the product, and so am I. When I first touched Cozy Earth products, I could not believe the soft hand on it. It also almost has like a cool feel to your hand. To your um, hand, it's like slippery dolphin. Like your feet swishing around is so so addictive. I can't sleep with anything but cozy earth sheets. I'm obsessed. Um, also, you need to treat yourself to the ultimate comfort with cozy earth. I love the sleepwear. I love the sweats, and the bedding is amazing. You can prioritize your self care your sleep health, if you just head over to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code DEARALICE for an exclusive 35% off. You guys, we don't have to wait for a sale. You can use this anytime. Again, the code is DEARALICE for an exclusive 35% off. Better sleep awaits you with Cozy Earth. Yeah, yeah, totally. Well, the next question cool. kind of forays into that. It's, we just moved into a new home, but the bedrooms are small. How can I maximize the space for all of their toys, clothes, books, and little knickknacks they bring home? So things. Yeah. Homegirl, if you have a room in the basement or a room where you can put your, your toys that has a door that can like be closed that you don't have to see it, you know, at the end of the day, uh-huh. um, I would put their toys in like a basement playroom. Or in a, in a room, obviously we talk a lot about having that toy room or wherever they're playing, being near the kitchen or near the living room where you're at, mm-hmm. um, because that's where they want to be, you know? And so if there is like, we have some friends that like use their living room currently as their a playroom room. right now, yeah. you know, and then it'll eventually when they're out of that phase, then it can go into being the living room or library or whatever you want it to be when they're older, but but yeah, I, just, I would say keep the toys out of there and like have that be its own little organized mess mm-hmm. in a different room because you have enough to deal with with their clothes and all that. So try and just keep their clothes and sleeping to their bedroom, yeah. honestly, and a place to display their, their specials, books. their trophy case, right? Yeah, for so. sure. 
I think that's good. They, I think again, like make sure and put um, a bookshelf in their room because they each love different books. I had two daughters and they both like different collections of books that we would sit and read to them at night. And Mm -hmm. there's something kind of lovely about seeing the big wide stack of books of all the series that you've read together, whether it be Harry Potter or Mm -hmm. we love Junie B. Jones. Um, And there's so many volumes of them. Those books are so much cuter. It's so much cuter (laughs) than, I mean, Captain Underpants is really funny, but (laughs) it's not quite as cute. Well, like all the Cat in the Hat books and all of that. So it's fun to see the whole series lined so up and, yeah. and all of that. And then they can read it to their, their younger siblings. But I, I think it, as long as there's a place in their room for like books and the stuff that they want to make or bring home and then toys in a different room so they don't want to stay up all night playing with their yeah. stuff. Have their favorite like lovey, you know, little stuffy whatever on yeah. their bed, you know, but Definitely. yeah, try and quarantine that stuff. That's good. Any tips on how to, how to organize kids closets? We were talking about this before and I'm like, I'm such a believer in the power of drawers. Um, like we have a large dresser next to Nolan. He has a queen bed and we have a large dresser on one side and there's three big drawers. And like on the top is all of his, his shirts. Cause he's a boy, you know, obviously when he's older, he'll kind of go move more into the closet, but just like, they're just little boys, they're t-shirts. And then the second is pants. And the third is like underpants and socks and all the other ties and things like that. But it's, it's easy enough that I can give him a stack of laundry and he can put it away. Nice. Because it doesn't, like, it's not rocket science. It's not too high in the It's closet. not too high and he it's not too hard. He doesn't have to hang things. Wrestle a hanger into his clothes. No, he yeah. can put it there. I can organize it later, but at least, like, it has a spot. It can be closed. And then, like, when you have the time to sort it out, you can clean it out. But, mm-hmm. like, it's, it's good enough. And so I would say, like, if you don't have it, drawers or something or, like, cubbies with baskets or something in the closet have it for sure have like a, a I think nightstands are nice or a chest of drawers mm-hmm. in their actual room is great. Yeah. I would say just to like add on to that, um, like most builder, it's like grade homes mm-hmm. they they kind of just do like, you know, a hanging rod mm-hmm. in a kid's room, like the kid's closet gets like overlooked. So there's a hanging rod and then a shelf above that, which is typically like seven feet in the air, which I don't know what kind of kids you have, but they're probably not reaching that shelf. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think just being cognizant of that layout um, and, you know, like doing like a bank of drawers or like cubbies, I think just, yeah. So if you are building home, think of that, um, you know, when, when the finished guy comes to do like the closet layout or tear what you have out currently and, you know, do some built-ins or something like that. Yeah. And cubbies are so nice. I mean, even just like for them to like put their shoes away, mm. you know, and like, that's how they like stack their shoes and they can see them all. And like, I don't know, I think it's part of just, just training them, Yeah, you know, and being like, this is what you do. And it's so easy. And you just put your shoes there at the end of the day. And I think, yeah, everything and has a, if, if it has, has a spot, spot and you like teach them that that's their spot, then it'll yeah. be, yeah, it'll be learned. Yep, exactly. Uh, I've never had a mudroom with lockers in it, but mm-hmm. I also think it'd be hard to get ready without being able to see which shoes right. to figure out what, what you want to wear in your outfit. So we always put shoes in the closet yeah. as well. And we, my girls had a bank of cubbies, if they have walk-in closet, so a mm-hmm. bank of cubbies, which is like yeah. lots of tiny shelves, you know, mm-hmm. you know what cubbies are. And then short hang with long hang, so two rods. The back of their Closet is shelves, just mm-hmm. horizontal shelving, yeah. and then a long run for their dresses. So nice. all of that shelving is like 
great for all the nonsense that they love and want to bring in. And then we also made it their bookshelf to keep all their books in. Smart. Yeah. That's really smart. And all their like stuff they're trying to hide from each other up on the top shelf. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and regardless of if, it's, if you have a big space, a big closet or a small closet, you can be smart with it. Mm-hmm. When you're, you know, if you're, if it's not efficient the way it currently is, cause you just moved in there and it is just that rad with the inefficient shelf. It's easy to take that out and put in a new closet system. That's not hard. It's yeah. finished work. It's verticals and horizontal boards, rods. Like you can do it. So, it's a day. It's a it's day. It's a day. Yeah. Oh yeah. So learn how you live. Just be smart with it. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Okay. Do you guys have any suggestions on how to motivate my kids to keep their spaces organized? <laughs> threats. <laughs> threats. <laughs> Cold hard threats. <laughs> I, was, I was telling them that I used to. Um, like at the end of, the, especially when I just had one kid, it was easier to do this, but, um, I would tell Nolan, okay, like this is your playroom. If you, there's anything that's not put away at the end of the day, mom gets it. It becomes mom's toys. And I'm going to give it to a kid that wants to play with it. And so he was like, no, <laughs> he'd freak out. He'd freak out. But it did teach him. Like there was a really, we had a good span when he would put things away and I'm like, oh my gosh, it, it worked, you know? But like, if you just hold to it, mm-hmm. you know, and just be like, there's a lot of kids that don't have toys and you have a lot. So I'm going to go ahead and rotate some of these out yeah. or, or you can be part of like, what stuff aren't you playing with? If you have 10 things, you have to give me like three things yeah. and I'm going to rotate those things out because you're just getting older. You're so grown up and big. Mm-hmm. You're moving on to Hot Wheels, you know. <laughs> so I think it's I think it's just like understanding your inventory, yeah, and understanding what your kids are actually playing with, and just negotiating. Yeah, you're negotiating with terrorists. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Corey, how about you? How do you keep your spaces decluttered with your little guy? Kind of the same thing that mm-hmm. Susan's talking about. Like I just try to, if we're getting and you know like after Christmas we or maybe before Christmas we do like a decluttering of stuff that is no longer being used. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, then just like teaching Grady, like, Hey, this is where this goes. And this is how this is taken care of. Um, luckily like Grady's literally just been into trains his entire life. So convenient. he's just like building upon that collection. Building so his collection. Yeah. That's, That's, nice. cute. That's how I feel about handbags and shoes. Yeah. yeah it's just, just like, building. Build, yeah. I build my collection. You're a builder. Exactly. <laughs> You're a builder. Building a collection. Uh, yeah. And, and you know, what's I interesting. Like you do yeah. it with them though. Mm. I think that's really that's huge. If the parents kind of shoulder to shoulder with them, then they learn how to do it the right way. Yeah. 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 I was, I was saying that before totally. we started recording that like every day that, or every night that I'm watching Grady when my wife is working, uh, him and I take like, you know, 30 minutes to an hour and just clean up all of his toys. Yeah. So. Which yeah. is so great. Yeah. It's interesting. I don't know how many of your kids like actually are interested in the same things. They, I thought that they would be. I'm like, oh, hold on to all these toys for my second boy. And he's not into any of the other stuff. So it's, it's interesting. And so it does make it easier to get rid of that stuff. Yeah. You know, so that's a really fast way to just focus on what each kid likes, have their spaces that are theirs in the toy room. And then everything else can go by the wayside once they grow out of it. Yeah. And keep it simple, right? Like keep put it simple. like things with like yeah. all the balls go in one bin, exactly. all the cars go in one space. So they can literally do it themselves. Yeah. Every night. Yeah. We have like the Duplos all in one big basket. We have all the balls in one big basket. So find your system, find your commonalities and like all the McDonald's stuff goes away. That's <laughs> cool. away. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah like that okay next question they wanted to know is what should every kid have in their room um 
I know you're probably thinking of a punch list. I, the first thing I said was just like a reflection of who they are. Mm-hmm. I think when you are, I don't know, making it theirs, right? If you're building a house, remodeling a house, if you want to make it theirs, I know people are always worried about like, what can I do now? That's like not going to, he's not going to get sick of it. Like if pink's her favorite color now, will it be her favorite color in five years? It might not be. Mm-hmm. And so you're not probably not going to do wallpaper in her favorite color. Just paint it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Um, Nolan was like, when we moved into this house, he was super into PJ masks and he loved Catboy and blue. And I wasn't going to paint it Catboy blue, but I put that through my filter and I still gave him like of these blues, which one do you like of the two blues that mommy likes? <laughs> you know, they look so much like Catboy, you know, and like he picked the one and then he was really proud of it and it's beautiful. Yeah. And I, I love going in there and he loves going in there because it feels like he contributed to the mm-hmm. space. And I think that that is the, and when we just, even that first kids podcast, we talk about that, how kids have way better ideas than we do. Yes. They sometimes need to be like, you know, just rained in a little bit. (laughs) Exactly. But you get to choose, choose, but like I, it's kind of like with Halloween costume. I love that my, that Nolan picks out his Halloween costume because I get to remember what he was into that moment. And looking back at those pictures is so sweet and kind of the same thing with their rooms. Mm -hmm. Like there are things that you can do, you know, he loves cars. So he has Pottery Barn Lightning McQueen sheets. It's on his sheets. He loves it, but it's not the top of his bedding guys. Mm -hmm. So you can find ways to pepper in their personality. So it feels like them, they have an identity, they've expressed themselves, but you know, it's not exploded everywhere. And it's not a theme that you're going to have to take everything out when they're sick of cars, you know? So I would say for sure, inject their personality. I think that's every kid needs that. And this is their way of identifying who they are. I like that. Yeah. Like you said, it's a good way to like kind of make it more timeless too. And it'll make the transition to, to what they are into next even easier. Yeah. And less expensive. Yes, totally. And we all, I don't know, like you look back at your kids and like when they were little and like, it's just, I like, I look at. Jane and Kate, you know, and what they were into and just like their little kid pictures. And anyway, you just want to put it in a time capsule. So if you can like let them live Mm -hmm. in that moment, fully charged, like there's nothing better than capturing that. Yeah. So totally. Our childhoods are so idyllic. And I think that's where we learn our values and, you know, learn who we are as a person and how to express it. And I think if the parent is there to help them, you know, lean into that and um, nurture it, that they'll grow yeah. up to be such a confident person and think they have good ideas. Totally. Yeah. Yep. I, I like love that. Yeah, me too. Cool. Well, I think that pretty much answers all of the questions for the kids spaces. We have a few questions from um, listeners that are on playrooms. So um, we'll kind of switch gears and go into playrooms. The first one is how do I make the space look nice and still function as a playroom? <laughs> <laughs> loaded question <laughs> I'm just kidding uh-huh. um, if like a client were if we were to do a playroom for a client um, we would probably do built-ins to be completely honest and we would do something you know if it's a playroom now what is that room adjacent to in the future what will that room be will that be a homework room as they grow older if so what are these built-ins that we're going to do and how will they function now as a playroom to keep things organized and have cupboards and spots for all your, all your stuff, but then also be efficient as a playroom or a library. Cause right now as a playroom, they still need surfaces to build things, mm-hmm. color, you know? And so same when they, when that goes to a homework room, they still need those desk spaces. So is that a big desk in the center where all your kids are playing or are those, are those desks and built-ins 
surrounding the perimeter with like a study table in the center. Mm -hmm. So I would honestly, I think that that's the best way to do it. I like a center table for them to do something that's focused on what they're playing. Mm -hmm. And then on the perimeter, have that be space to put away and organize all the different divisions of what they're playing with, what they're studying, whatever it is. So yeah, that's probably how I'd go about it. But I think built-ins, yeah. built-ins is the ideal way. There's other organizational things that you can get. Lots shelving, of stores. Just by shelves. Shelving, yeah. honestly. Yeah, because you just need a place to put everything away. And if if it goes vertical, then you have more floor space for them to do their thing. Yeah, exactly. Or just more clean space tracks. when it is actually all put it away. And yeah. you're not going to be so frustrated. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay, their next question was, my kids love their crafts. Where is a good place to set up a craft table? And any suggestions on how to keep it tidy? <laughs> That's fun. Um, again, if you can have drawers. We did, a, we did a podcast too with Salt by Sabrina, and I loved her drawer mm-hmm. organizational tips where she just had like all of the same like marker set, like Coriola, whatever it was, you know, those are all in like one spot for your kids to always find them, to always put it away in that exact same spot. Colored pencils were here, glue sticks were here, you know, so they can go and they're like all the paper, rooms of paper were right here. So they can go and then on that big center table, they can start their craft. You can shut the door mm-hmm. so you don't have to look at it like at the end of the day when there's, it's still messy, but they're still working on it, you know, and then... Anyway, I think, again, it just goes back to having a spot for everything. Yeah. Which I know is like, it's a big, mm-hmm. it feels heavy and like a lot right now when you're looking at all their collections, but maybe that's something you can do this weekend. You go through and you get like, you just uniform, mm-hmm. uniform their markers, uniform their, their crayons and just only buy this one type so that it doesn't feel so chaotic and it's like such a mess mm-hmm. for you in the future. So. Yeah, I and, like that. And I think like as dead, your kids will be as dedicated to it as you are. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I've like found with, with Grady is like, I mean, if I am not encouraging him to do it or doing it with him, yeah, he, he's not going to care about it. So yeah. we're, we're like totally. the number one influencers. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the are. only influencers in their life. <laughs> right yeah, now. totally. I think too, with craft tables and like easy cleanup is, um, if you can cover the table with like a cheap throwaway plastic tablecloth that you tape underneath it and then they make their mess and then you just untape it. Yep. ball the whole thing up and just chuck it. They can get paint on it. Yeah. Um, they can get whatever they want. They can color in the margins before they color on their paper, test things out, paint their nails, whatever. But then if you have the option to throw it up, then you're not scrubbing a table Truly. or it could even be paper, you know, yeah. butcher paper. That you say if you're like a with. long table, just like run that butcher paper down the center mm-hmm. and let them go to town. Like that's totally. the best they can get paint on it. They can get whatever. Yeah. And then you're not, yeah. then you're not a nervous mom about, you know, how they're going to go about playing. You can just let yeah. them have their way with it. Yeah. And I think everybody's more relaxed about that. But yeah, they want surface space. They want to be able to sit down and whatever Create. it is that they're doing. And yeah. I think caddies too. So like they totally. maybe have all their stuff in a caddy and then they can put it all away and put the caddy back in the closet or whatnot. Yeah. I have like little caddies. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 They're great. I think that's a good system. Um, what is, what is a fun kids room you made? Gosh, there's been so many. I think there was one that we did on Wander Lane in Holiday, oh. Utah. I love this. Yeah. yeah. There's a little um, sort of half set of stairs 
that went up to this room. And I think if you're a young grandma or any aged grandma, you have to have a fun room for your grandkids because they'll want to come and stay. And hopefully your kids will just drop them off to play with grandma. Mm -hmm. And grandmas always seem to have all the time in the world to just just, just sit with their kids and, and just laugh at all their thoughts and they're cute ideas. And they really, truly are like, yes, men to those yes. grandkids, which is fun. I look forward to that day um, to have a room just to let them play out whatever fantasies they're having. Yeah. Um, so this cute young grandma had this little half set of stairs. You go up and you're in this room. That's like, I have to, I have to duck and I'm five, eight. So it's probably like five, and five. I like graze the ceiling. So yeah, I'm five, like four and a half. Yeah. It's yeah. probably five, five. Yeah. So five, five ceiling. We wallpapered the entire room, including the ceiling in this white paper that had this pinkish red bunnies yeah. on it. And then she was like hand blocked. It looked like they were almost stamped on or something. They were so cute. (laughs) So cute. And she had like the Pottery Barn kitchen and little pink shelves with ruffles and places that were her grandma's or something, like some antique little piece. And then we bought like all this like miniature upholstered furniture from like restoration. And anyway, anyway, we just got all like the cutest like little things and just outfitted it like. So she had spots to actually sit and read with them. It was like full blown. They had a huge chalk wall, which was really fun yeah. for the kids. I drew on it. Uh-huh. Super fun. Floor to ceiling. Yeah. Chalkboard. Yeah. And they so had so much fun. All the different colors of chalk. Yeah. And just yeah. like a basket for all that, like on this little table so that they can sit and have tea parties or color, whatever it was. But it was all behind this like little door. And then you go up these little stairs and it's just like this little hideaway. Oh, and it's like everybody's favorite room. We loved oh going gosh, up there. I loved it. <laughs> I have to say it's like all the spaces that we were thinking of are all like on the top floor, include some type of vault or short ceiling mm-hmm. or some cozy thing that like makes you feel like you're in Narnia, you know, mm-hmm. like you've been transported. So yeah, we did a swing in this darling girl's bedrooms and we did the whole, again, vaults, walls, everything in this wallpaper. But the fact that there was a swing in her bedroom was like magic. So fun. Pure magic. We're so. capturing um, some space right now in two girls' bedrooms. There's area in the attic above them. So we're putting in little lofts, like a little set yeah. of stairs in their bedroom oh. to take them up into their loft. And it can be anything up there. Yeah. We're still dialing that in, but capturing space up in the eaves is really fun for kids. They just feel like they've got a secret lookout to a, to a pirate ship or a, you know, really. Yeah. There's this one too, when you're talking about the stuff that we're currently working on um, in San Francisco and they had this like kind of space between all the different rooms, this loft area that we decided to create into their like loft play area. And we're doing like, Again, like hanging chairs and built-ins for all their stuff. But again, trying to navigate, you know, them as like little kids now into teenagers. What does that look like? has been really fun to just kind of analyze. Like they love Legos mm-hmm. right now. So we have places to display that, but there's always room for books. And that'll eventually probably become her grandma corner too. So yeah. anyway, there's definitely room to evolve in these corners of your homes. So awesome. yeah, try and capture that. So good. Well, thank you so much for listening today um, on designing the perfect kids rooms. Um, We've always wanted everyone to have some of Alice Lane in their home. So we created a program where you can have one of our design specialists help you in your home Um, together. They'll help you one at one room at a time. They will help you space plan and source each piece down to the very last layer. 
And get this, these services are complimentary and offered nationwide. In fact, we probably do more out of state than we do For in sure. the state of Utah. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but if you're in Utah, please call. We'd love to help you too. Um, for more details and information, uh, contact us by emailing us at designrequest at alicelanehome.com or call us at 800-423-7757. Again, that's 800-423-7757. And you can mail us at designrequests at alicelanehome.com. We're so excited to work with you. Thanks again for listening. Hey, thanks for listening. If you like our show, please leave a five-star rating. 